Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. Oh, my God. Today was a rough day. I had two shows to do today. My noon show at KPFT 90.1 FM. Hey, Bruce Pollard, welcome aboard and thanks for the family, the, the Pollard family, for the support that they give KPFT uh, and etc., uh, etc. Et and thank you, guys. You know, we're, we're still going strong, strong, strong on both on air and online. So thank you all for your support for all that you do for these independent progressive media outlets. Anyhow, let's salute everybody that's here thus far. Bruce Pollard, Intai Sawatdi. Did I say anything wrong? I mean, I just read what you wrote. I hope you didn't get me into trouble. E2247 says, Hello, relatives. Today's visit will be greatest ever visit. I love your impetus. I love the way you say these things. And he says, White slave owners were Confederates, 1860 to 1865. Movement conservatives is 1960 to 1965. Goldwater, Republicans in 1980. Reagan, 1995. Newt Gingrich, 2021. MacArthur McConnell. I think you'd hit the nail on the head. E2247. Same people and culture changing into different names for themselves, 1856 to 2021, starting with Chief Justice Roger Taney in Dred Scott. Yep, Dred Scott was a free... Wasn't Dred Scott the guy was a, a free man, right? And it turns out that he wasn't so free after all, right? We Will we march to Austin soon? I am thinking about uh, covering the barber march from Georgetown to Austin on the 30th, I believe it is, in a few days. I'm not sure yet. Depends on if I can find a way to do automation so that I can give... Anyway, we'll see if it works out. Uh, Tom C., Salve Amicis. You got to tell me what that means. It sounds like some sort of a Latin uh, language, uh, something with save or friends or something like that. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes, the latest on the releases of Violent Criminals, a whole tracking page. It's, it happens daily. Okay, okay. Uh, okay, I look. I am. I'm with your obsession with this particular issue. Has it affected you? Uh, has it affected anywhere close to your area, my friend? I want to look before I get into saluting everybody else. Everybody has been really screaming about the increase in crime, the crime wave that's going through America. Look, we are. We have a lot of crime compared to a couple years ago. Uh, probably, uh, you know, to what, 10, 20 per, I don't know what the increase is, but not a lot, right? But our crime rate per capita over the last several decades has, is very, very, very low. Let me explain how things work around here, folks. I am not trying to justify crime. I'm not trying to be loose on crime. I'm not trying to do any of that whatsoever. I promise you, I promise you. But let me tell you what's going on right now. Police are under attack because of the massacre they have inflicted on the bodies of people of color. That's a fact. I'm not going to discuss that. Uh, if you cannot see or understand that, or if you try to make another narrative by saying, black and black crime, I'll come and say, white on white crime, or Chinese on Chinese crime, or Asian on Asian crime. The truth of the matter is, it's a false narrative. The fact of the matter is, bodies of color are always in danger by cop. If you take a look at see what how they respond to different people, that's a fact. I'm not going to discuss that any further. That's a fact. 
And they feel under attack now because they're coming under scrutiny. The modus operandi is not going to be functional. The way our media system work, the police system is just the entry point into the criminal justice system, the entry point into the jail system, the entry point into the criminal the criminal industrial complex, the jail industrial complex, the prison industrial complex. And if you start to at the entry point, you are starting to affect the easy money of a lot of people, starting from the detectives that work on the side to the prison industrial complex. All these guys start to feel the pain. So how do you mitigate that? You mitigate that the same way, the, the same way they make Americans feel fear for the other. In other words, fear those guys at the border. Fear those guys that are taking away your job. Fear those guys. It's the same thing that is occurring now. Look, I am not dismissing crime at all. I promise you. But the increase in crime is not meritorious of the, the coverage that it's getting. It's getting this coverage by design. It is getting this coverage by design. Make Americans scare out of their bejesus. And then to defund the police and all these other things that run the risk of metastasizing into the psyche of intelligent people is covered by, oh no, it's getting, the crime rate is getting crazy. Oh, the crime rate is out of control. I ask every single one of my brothers and sisters living, look to your left, look to your right, look to the front, look to the top, look to the bottom. Have you personally seen crime? any different than you have personally and most of you are going to say no and the reason most of you are going to say no is that this is an overblown narrative we need to mitigate crime the way to mitigate crime isn't more police the way to mitigate crime is education the way to mitigate crime is getting giving people empowerment giving people knowledge giving people the, requ the requirements they need to get a job that they can be proud of going to every day. That is how you mitigate crime. But we don't want to do that because there is a, an industrial complex that's designed for criminals. We need to criminalize people so that we can lock them up. Pencil a Pennsylvania judge a few years ago went to jail because he was the conduit of getting people from young kids from uh, doing petty crimes into jail. How comes, how comes all those people that steal your money, the stockbroker that takes $14 million, the, 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 the person that steals $14 million in wages, that is high crimes. You don't see that anybody parading these guys around saying they've committed a crime. What about all the gun manufacturers that create all the paraphernalia necessary for the crimes and the murders that we see every day? The gun manufacturers are the instruments of killing. You see, them, you see anybody trying to put them in jail? No. And they are the perpetrators of criminality. So let's, let's chill. Let's chill and not be too concerned about what we are hearing on TV. Let's fix crime. You want to fix crime? Have, start going out there in the community and let people know who you are and introduce yourself to people. Love on people. 
you know, it's hard to do crime on somebody you really love, you know? So let's get this straight. All right, sorry for the initial soliloquy, but, uh, you know, uh, Eric Hayes got on me because Eric Hayes is obsessed. He's obsessed with these, releasing these, these criminals out of jail. It's not, you have to ask yourself, don't, don't wait till you have to put them in jail. Let's create policies that make it not that they go to jail in the first place. We can do that. We can. All right. Bruce, welcome aboard. Let's see who else we got. May Wood, hello from Long Beach. Bridge MCP, hola a todos. Hey, peeps, again, Bridge MCP. Norman Reynolds, plus one, dot, 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 two. You're here, my brother, West. Hey, West, how you doing? And uh, Gaelic, I'm not, I don't know Gaelic, so I'm going to assume that Dia Daho means something. I don't know how to say it, but I'm sure you do. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Eric Hayes. Hi, all. Woke or not? Daily Wire News. Stunning uh, loss. Let's see. U.S. women's soccer gets brutalized online for woke protesting. Uh, wow. Really? Whew. Okay. Anyway, let's see what else we got here before we get busy into moving on. Congress can't exercise any more authority over slaves than it may constitutional exercise over property of any other kind. CJ Ten- I tell you, it's, it's funny because... A lot of people, when we they don't want to talk critical race theory, and the reason they don't want to talk it is because they don't want Americans to understand the truth. I just want to put something that I said yesterday and I get get it in your psyche. All right, for all of you who, when you hear anybody, it gets turned off when you hear people talk about reparations. I want you to remember that the guys who held people who looked like me as slaves, the guy who owned people like me, imagine they could have owned me. Wow, sounds funny, right? Remember. A lot of them got reparation for the capital they lost. I used to be capital, man. Wow. I used to be capital. That's all I was worth at one time. I was capital. I was property, man. And you wonder why people want people educated. Most Americans are good people. They're good people. And when they find out, you mean we did things like that? Other human beings did things like that to other human beings? Remember, I don't believe in race and all of that. Race, the color, your pigmentation was necessary to create the kind of slavery, shadow slavery that they had, right? But the kind of slavery we have now, you don't need color. just need to take your mind. That's what most of the corporations have now, your minds. Anyhow, continuing. Tom C. says, Salve Amikis. I think that has something to do with friends and friends and, and, and saving or... I don't know. You got to tell me, Tom. All right. Let's see what we got. Jessica Taylor. Hola, corazón. ¿Cómo estás? Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, Tom says, salve amikis mean Latin for greetings, friends. Oh, okay. Salve. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Iberto, thank you for helping us by telling true stories of North America in the part called United States or United States. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. May Wood says, hey, Egberto, did you and Eric meet for coffee? Of course I met with Eric for coffee. We've been meeting to meet for like six months, and we finally met. I love the guy. Eric is a nice guy. Look, we are all conditioned by our ideology and how we grew up. We really are. And what I've learned as I've grown older is if I judge people by the ideology that was instilled in them, I would hate so many people, but it's deeper than hating so many people. Some of the peop- some of your own friends 
irrespective of class, race, or other things, because we have so many dis disparate types of ideas. I'm from Panama, Central America. We have a whole culture there. I am also, I'm Latin, Caribbean, and black. There are three co complex cultures that are all built into that, right? It's not one kind of culture. It's a whole bunch of different cultures in there, in, my, in myself. And there are, even, there are even disparities between the cultures within myself. So I've learned to isolate humanity from ideology. Human beings from ideology. And in doing so, I can see a person's humanity versus what's instilled into the cranio, their brains. And in doing that, it has given an opportunity, first of all, to really accept people much better. It has given a better option to love people just for people. You know, where you're not sitting down and say, well, you are this because of that or whatever. And not only that, the uncanny ability to not fear saying anything that comes out of my mouth to anybody because of the security I know in the beliefs of all of us or just simple human beings that are directed by some external ideological framework. Okay? All right. Eric says, crime is crime and we all need law and order. And if the freaking judges and prosecutors and policies don't work well, it is the problem. Yes, crime is crime. You're right. So that guy who steals $14 million should be 14 million times more in jail than the guy who jumps into a grocery store and steal a, a bag of chips. Okay? Again, don't be programmed by the corporatocracy that... That makes one kind of crime, white-collar crime, seem so different than other kinds of crime. White-collar crimes have caused the deaths of many more people than that knife and that gun in one individual's hands. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. And you see, we, we have learned how to sanitize crime. We have learned how to sanitize certain types of crimes and make others more forceful than, than the other. Don't fall for the trick. That guy who makes that tank that goes ahead and murders a whole bunch of people is no different than somebody who... Well, anyway, that, that's the deal. All right, let's continue. Eric Hayes, get in coverage because it is important and this is the same as any issue you discuss here. No, it's not. Again, because it's getting more coverage. That let, Let's give an example. Let's just look at Houston. Tell me the number of people that died from gun and knife violence in Houston, right? Tell me how many people have died from that. Now, how many people in Houston have died because of all the Texas lobbyists that prevent Houston, Texas people from getting health insurance? And because they didn't get health insurance, they're dead, you guess, who, guess who I can guarantee you would win? More people die because of that guy sitting in the office denying insurance, health care to others than the amount of petty thefts and killing that go on manually. And it is, it is the framing. It's because we have learned not to frame killing and murder appropriately. That we look at that petty criminal with a gun who's going to kill one, two, and three people. 
the same way, we don't look at it the same way as that guy with a suit and a tie in an office denying people health insurance or paying politicians not to provide policies that saves the lives of people. It's no different. The ultimate result is dead people. And we, we, so, we are so programmed that we only see a certain kind of thing as crime, a certain kind of crime as evil, without seeing that abstraction in criminality many times is worse because it's a pathology there. It's a pathology that says you care very little about humanity. Think about it. Don't, don't just listen to me. Think about it. When, when we're off, just think deeply about it. Think deeply about it. Bridge MCP. There should be one jail, not levels for so-called nonviolent crimes. Exactly. Lock up the bad ones and keep the petty criminals out is what should know uh, about policies. Oh, okay. So should we lock up that person that you know, my friend, that you work with, who has been at stealing the company's, I mean, stealing your money instead of paying you? Come on. Let's get serious. Norman Reynolds says, uh, the current criminal justice system and the prison industrial complex not making you feel safe? I think that given the cost, we need to fund change from that punitive MO to something different. And that is the magic that, that um, Norman Reynolds just said there. In other words, hey, we've been putting so much money into, into jails, into cops, into all these things. We are not getting the bang for the buck. In other words... If the criminality remains, it means that we are doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Maybe we should start putting the money into people before they become criminals. That's what we've been saying for decades. But you know the reason why that doesn't work? Because the wrong people get paid. If we, if we put money into communities, we get a lot of social folks. We get a lot of guys who go out there and, and talk to guys and take them to play basketball, teach them a little bit of science, teach them physics, teach them sociology and all these things. But they don't want that because the people that do that, it, it's not the capitalists. The capitalists want to build prisons. They want to do things that they don't have to expend a lot of work to make their money. You see, that sociologist, that person that is... T that teacher, that person spending time with, that's work. While somebody stays in their office and fills out a few papers to build a prison, fills out a few papers to move a stock, they don't do a damn thing, but they make a whole lot of money. And they want your money, your tax dollar. Easiest way to do it. Uh, repeat killers, bad, small criminals, get some education for an improvement. I don't know what that means. Anyhow, uh, but I'm saying repeat thugs in corporate America continue to th their thuggery to take the monies of everyday American citizen and take away the health care that they need to survive. Saludos from TX Dot, my brother, eh, mi hermano de Panama, Roberto Luis. ¿Cómo estás, hermano mío? All right, let's see. Peggy Lopez, you are correct. Mitigation of the criminal activities of average Americans is to improve the lives of all. Another thing you are correct about is big criminals are the owning and ruling class. It is so hard. It is so hard to get Americans to understand that because we have been so indoctrinated to look at a billionaire and think they have earned it. We look at rich people and think they earned it. And I, I'm going to tell you something. And I, I always go back on myself, and I, don't, I honestly don't mean to do this, but um, what happens a lot of times is when I say, th 
I'll be very frank with you. When I talk finances, when I talk social programs, etc., one of the reasons I bring up things like I am an engineer, I went to the University of Texas, I also had a software company that made a whole lot of money in the early days. Of course, that is before I, be I decided to go full-time here and make no money. But anyhow, um, the reason I say that is because, and I'm going to be very frank with my entire audience here, as a black guy, okay, the way America functions, and I don't believe in race, but I have to know what, how people look at me. I may, too often I have to jump over several hoops before the words that I, that I give are taken at face value. I've gone through that my entire life. That's, that's going to be in my next book. And, you know, it's a cross that I have to bear. As a black man, it's a cr cross I bear. And, you know, I don't complain about it. I just do it. So you'll hear me often say, uh, for my regulars, I say, why do you always have to say you're an engineer? Why do you always have to say you went to the University of Texas, Austin? Why do you always have to say you had a software company? Why do you have to sometimes come and show your products and the, your software products or say that you did this for NASA or the space station? Believe it or not, I'm doing that to get around a credibility issue because of the implicit bias that's been instituted in most Americans. That's why I do it. And it's sad that I have to do it because somebody else sitting in this chair doesn't have to go through that burden to first say, this is why it is okay to listen to what I am saying. Unfortunately, if you ask many of our people of color in this room right now, because many of us have spoken about these types of issues offline, they would tell you the same thing. They will say, well, you know, we have to start a, more than anybody else, we have to first build credibility. So, you know, I, I remember uh, in, in the old days when I, uh, we created a software system for a school system. It was for a teacher's program, right? And we went to San Antonio to the convention. And the way we did it is I wrote the software and I asked the teacher, a white teacher, to front the company. So he did all, he, he spoke about all the things at the convention and I just sat down there and, you know, twiddled my fingers and all that sort of stuff because I knew when presenting this product, I had to first get over too many. And since a, a convention is only a couple days, I don't have time for that. So he went ahead and he got the job done. You know, some people say, why do you, you know, that's not fair. and that, It's not about fair. It's just what is. And you do what is. And that's, that's why I made it in business. For me, it wasn't about the other people's problems. It was whatever I needed to do to get through the hoop. Okay. Continuing. Uh, so that's the reason I say those things. Exactly. Let's see the compensation human property. All right. Eric Hay says, replying, that's not to me. Uh, come, going down, Jessica Taylor. That's good to hear, Eric. And you linked up. Facebook. Facebook rule, it didn't happen unless there is a picture. All right. Hey, you know, I was, I was going to take a picture with me and Eric, and I forgot. We got into such deep, deep talking that, you know, it, it, was, it was more, you know, I didn't even, you know, I, I said I was going to get a picture then, and I didn't. Eric, that means that we have to meet again for at least three, four minutes so we can get a picture and show all our people here in the, on, on the thing. Peggy Lopez says, Hi all from Red Bluff, California. It is only 97 degrees. Headed to the farmer's market in Cornyn later. Cooler than 115 degrees. My balloon. <laughs> That's hot. You're even hotter than Texas, man, than Houston. 
These configurate conservatives uh, further great paradox. U.S. founders embrace equality, resting on the mud of equality. I, yes, okay. Let's go down. My cousin was so degenerated from following Trampolini, I threw in the towel and haven't heard or pursued her in over two years. So spoiled, Apple never comes back. Um, don't, don't, don't do that, deduct that quacks. You know, give her some time. Give her some time. Keep engaged. I have a sister who is a Trumpian, okay? And I know she's smart, and in the long run, we'll, we'll, we'll win. We'll, we'll get it. So uh, it, it'll happen. Don't worry about it. Okay, for you law and order, people think on this. If you, if you want to solve crime, God must start with solving poverty. Amen. Roberto Luis. Well sell Egberto in defining where we come from, Panama. We are all about humanity. Yes, sir. Eric Hayes. Guess this grandmother life did not matter as she was going to the gym. I know the story. And again, if, if Eric, Eric, this is a problem. Remember what we spoke about? I won't say that on air, but I'm going to just say this. Rigidity, flexibility, and objectivity. Just remember those three words. Uh, JFK Jr. has entered the chat. Oh, okay. Did you see the GOP doctor's caucus saying, get vaxxed and put in down Pelosi? They have a doctor's caucus. No wonder they cannot get Medicare for all and the trouble with ACA. You know what is so funny about it? It's amazing the panic that's going through the Republican Party right now. Because, as it turns out, the Democrats are vaccinated. Most of them are. Not most. Uh, yeah, grand plurality of them are. And the people that are dying are in these areas controlled by Republicans. Of course, they're not getting vaccinated. So what happens then? Republicans go ahead. I'm saying on average. What, what happens then? It looks like they're a failure in their own domain. So they, they finally figured that out. We've been telling them that for decades. But, you know, and that this is one failure that people can see. You know, your, 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 your husband dying, your wife dying, your kid dying is something that you can see, right? Okay, Eric Hayes, actually you keep the justice and divert some of the trillion of finding to the programs, but the political system eats up the money. No, that, it's not the political system that eats the money. It's the capitalist system that eats the money. You have to remember that the political system is just a... Con the political people... Mean, I'm not talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or the good ones. I'm talking about the bad ones. They're on the take. And that's where your money goes. So, you know, that, in that regard, it's right. Eric Hayes says, Guess a social worker should try to stop carjacking and see what happens. Mm, that is kind of foolish, though. I'm sorry, my brother. Love you, but that's foolish because that's not the point. The point about the social workers before, that carjack, that carjacking person became a carjacker. We want to reach the carjacker before he becomes a carjacker. That's the point. I know it's... You have to think deeper. Okay, let's see. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Replying to... Let's see. Hey, Rose. Welcome aboard, Rose. Peggy. Eric Hayes says, sure, anytime I enjoy talking to you, Egberto. Of course you do. I do talking to you too. I do talking to all my beautiful people out here. All right, the duck that quack says, you can arm yourself, alarm yourself, but there's anywhere you can run. Cause a man with a briefcase can steal more money than any man with a gun. That is the statement of the day. That is the statement of the day. A man with a briefcase can steal more money than any man with a gun. Words by Don Henley. From the song, Give Me What You Got. You know, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Thank you for that. Love you, brother. Duck that quacks. Love you, brother. Egberto is on target. It's scary. Okay, Eric Hayes says, Have you so seen many pro people do things 
for the public besides bitch about the things that are bad. They should lead by getting social programs and maybe go national with it. I don't know what you're saying there. You are always discussing topics, sharing, learning. So why not join the PD? Oh, it's that time. It's that time. The PDR Posse. Folks, please click that join button and become a PDR Posse member. Become a PDR Posse member. And you know what? While you're becoming a PDR Posse member that clicking that join button, why not pick up a cup designed by the one and only Bridge MCP. And here is the link to that cup. Bridge MCP designed that cup. So please, 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 please go ahead and click that join button on, on, uh, uh, on your YouTube channel. And you can become a part of our PDR Posse. Now, I used to give all kinds of links to our support. No more. I just have one link and you can choose your method of support. Go to politicsdoneright.com support. politicsdoneright.com support. Please provide whatever support you can to make sure we stay on air. Today I did two shows, man. I was at KPFT 90.1 for the first show. That's on air, 90.1 FM Houston. And now, of course, every day, 3 o'clock here for my one and only peeps. So, folks, don't forget, politicsandright.com slash support. Or go ahead and get that, click that join button. Or you can also do that super chat if you feel like as well. And, again, politicsandright.com slash support. politicsandright.com slash support. Thank you for reminding me. It's halfway through the show. Couldn't do it without you. MCP. Okay, let me continue pulling down the messages from you guys before I go to the videos. Uh, let's see. Donde estamos ahora? Donde estamos? Donde estamos? Uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Have you... The GOP members of Congress, both houses, have serendipitously vaccinated themselves so they feel safe acting the fool, refusing to mask up. I tell you. Roberto Luis says, if needs to say, it needs to be said, because people look at the outside instead of the inside of great knowledge and the skills seeing you on this talk show, no one will know that you have worked at NASA as a black Panamanian engineer pa- programmer, but they will not look at you as a Panamanian, but just as, yeah, you know, like my brother, like, you know, we, you, you know what we go through. But like I said, hermano, we... We keep the message going forward. We keep the message going forward. Because you know what? Like I said, most people are good. And all we have to do is pull the goodness out of them. Pull the goodness out of them. That's all. Hi, Coop333. Caught me some Egberto live. Hey, great seeing you. I see you sometimes on the replay of the show. Whenever I get into the replay of the show, I'll go ahead and click, Hey, how you doing, 333? Anyhow, Paul Fleming says, it's called public preventive maintenance before the police with the gun had to be called. Yeah, exactly. They already called Pelosi a lame duck based on their utter abandon to win 2022, organized for democracy in November 2020. Look, let me tell you this. I heard that today. I heard when they said lame duck Pelosi. I had to think twice, right? I thought maybe they meant that a younger Democrat was going to take the position that Nancy Pelosi has right now. Then it occurred to me, these guys are actually very sure in their minds that they are going to take 2022, the House and the Senate. I got a message for them. We do not intend to have these people take over at all. We do not intend to have them do that. So folks, 
I am not concerned. What I am intent on doing is doing my part to make sure that we can actually win 2022, not by a little, but by a lot. But anyhow, let's go ahead and get started. Ali Velshi had a good start, and let's go ahead and start with the insurrection. Because what he had to say and his message to Democrats, I think it is very, very important. Check it out. Ali Velci hits the nail on the head on this one. You know, uh, everybody, are, they're trying to hold back on this, uh, the select com- committee. They're trying to make it into something, or, or talking about Republicans, that is something that is partisan, that's something that shouldn't be done. Or maybe if they go through with this, it's actually going to hurt the Democrats. As was shown with the impeachment, it didn't hurt the Democrats. And as Ash- Ali Velci uh, points out very aptly, we have to start disregarding those who are constantly wrong and simply do what is right. I want you to check, take a look at this, and then we'll take it on the other side. Tonight, we begin with a lesson. It's a lesson two years in the making, and it should be a guide to Democrats as they work to uncover the truth about the Capitol insurrection. The White House announced today that Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky will meet with President Biden at the White House on August the 30th. The announcement comes almost exactly two years after Donald Trump threatened President Zelensky during a phone call in an effort to sabotage then-candidate Joe Biden. As more details emerged, it became clear clear that Trump needed to be held accountable for his abuse of power. And it seems obvious now, but at the time, a common refrain from political pundits was that holding Trump accountable would be electoral death. The Democrats would give fuel to Trump's base and hand him his re-election win on a silver platter. In that critical moment, Democrats did the right thing, opening an impeachment inquiry and exposing the breadth of Trump's Ukraine scheme. Trump was soon impeached for the first time, and Congressman Adam Schiff made his case soon after for the Senate to convict the former president. Trump, of course, was not convicted, and Trump, of course, did it again. He tried to cheat after he lost. He spewed lies for months, demanded fake audits, and incited the anger that led to the Capitol insurrection and a second Trump impeachment. Today's announcement that President Biden will meet with President Zelensky is a win for the Democrats who investigated and impeached Donald Trump. It's one of the end results of ignoring the pundits and doing the right thing. The Ukrainian leader isn't meeting with an American president who wants to undermine our democratic institutions. He'll be meeting with an American president who wants to strengthen international relations and confront common enemies. Democrats did the right thing and were rewarded for it. Investigating Trump did not hurt their electoral chances. Neither did impeaching Trump. And now here's the lesson. Democrats should take the same approach to investigating the Capitol insurrection. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy, a possible witness in the investigation, wants to undermine the January 6th Select Committee. He picked unserious, undemocratic Republicans who should have been rejected from the committee. And then when Speaker Pelosi followed through and rejected some of them, Kevin McCarthy pulled all of his picks from the process. Pundits and reporters might cast these developments in terms of winners or losers or optics. The lesson, Democrats should ignore that trash. This is about democracy. This is about a serious, thoughtful investigation of a serious domestic terror incident. Kevin McCarthy doesn't win because Speaker Pelosi looks looks partisan. It's not, the how, it's not how it works. The news media should know better than that, and Democrats must ignore anything that harkens back to the doubters of the first impeachment investigation. The same people who were wrong then are wrong now, and it seems Speaker Pelosi, for one, might already know this lesson. Yeah, the same people that were wrong then are wrong now. But I tell you what, the, the importance of the type of journalism that we get from guys like Ali Velci and a few others 
is that they don't stick with the, the standard message, the message of the day. You hear Fox News decide what the message of the day is going to be. And all the reporters, even those that purport to be MSM, mainstream media, purport to, to be somehow progressive or better or more fact-based, they jump on the same bandwagon and fall, start following the same kind of news coverage and they follow the same narratives and ask the same questions, you know, the silly questions. Do you think the Americans are going to have you pay for doing this or have you pay for doing that? You're asking them to wear a mask again even though they've been vaccines. Well, you do what you have to do. You do what you have to do. You, they are asking you, should you really impeach the president that, that, that will infuriate some people in the country? Well, he did what's wrong. Do, should we really go ahead and find out what happened on January 6th? Of course we should. Irrespective of what happened, we need to know what the truth is. And for reporters to put into the minds of politicians, well, you know, Americans may not want to be worried about that. They only care about infrastructure. No, we can chew, and, we can chew gum and walk at the same time. But above and beyond that, the only way to prevent these things from occurring again is to exactly do what Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are doing investigate, figure it out, and assign blame where it's due. And once that's done, America will come along. For too long, the mainstream media has not been trying to cater to the people. They have been inducing, dummy, they've been dummifying the, American, uh, the Americans. They've been dummifying citizens. And in doing so, they have, we've been on a decline of information where, as opposed to getting full information, we start getting them in sound bites, etc., etc., etc. Good job, Ali Velci. Uh, I have another video for you. This is another important one. This one is, you know, I, anytime I find somebody that knows how to talk about the democratic message, I try to put them on. Here is this one. Uh, mayor from Cincinnati. Check this out. You know, Democrats and progressives are the ones who pass policies that are people-centric, things that help people, right? But somehow, they are unable to really let folks know what they're actually doing. Well, yesterday, I heard on, uh, the, sh on, on the show with Ali Velshi, a mayor, Cincinnati mayor, John Cranley, who did a perfect job of not only explaining what an infrastructure bill means to him, who's providing an infrastructure bill, but also stating that, you know, those who complain or attack Democrats for things like defund the police or not doing the right things are generally the ones that are failing. Listen to this Cincinnati mayor, and then we'll take it on the other side. Do people who live in this area, because you really have a lot of the old-fashioned physical infrastructure that we're talking about, bridges, roads, uh, transport, do they get it? Do they know what they got out of the American Rescue Plan, and do they know what they could be getting out of the infrastructure plan, uh, bill? Well, you know, look, we know that we got the ability to keep police and fire, uh, our public service employees who are a member of our great AFSCME union, working, providing police and fire services. But the right-wing Republicans in Columbus passed the biggest defund the 
police and fire bill ever just a couple weeks ago to defund radically uh, the cities and townships uh, and counties across uh, the, the state. And so we've had to shore back up our police, fire and public services. The, the American Rescue Plan was not an infrastructure bill. So that Brent Spence bridge that you pointed to needs to be fixed. Uh, Donald Trump promised to fix it, but of course he never did. Joe Biden's trying to fix it. And I hope to God that they'll pass the bipartisan infrastructure bill. The president points out, as do many others, that this infrastructure bill and the American Families Plan, the two big things he's trying to do right now, are overwhelmingly popular amongst Americans, even amongst Republicans out there. It just doesn't seem to have that degree of support in Congress. How are people out there feeling about that? Obviously, they think about that bridge. I guess that's where, as we say, the rubber hits the road, right? The infrastructure that you experience is the one that you want fixed. Look, Donald Trump had a press conference in front of that bridge and promised to fix it. Did never even try. Joe Biden and our two senators, a Democrat, the great Sherrod Brown and Republican Rob Portman, have been architects of this infrastructure plan. Thank God, with Joe Biden's uh, leadership and vision, we, I'm hopeful that we will, in fact, get this done and fix this bridge, which should have been fixed a long time ago. You know, it's Joe Biden who's getting us out of expensive foreign wars and is proposing to spend money in middle America on bridges like the Brent Spence Bridge and high-speed broadband internet and clean water initiatives replacing lead pipes. This is what America needs. This is what Ohio needs. And the Republicans in Ohio have defunded the police and fire. And I mean that literally. And they didn't do anything to meaningfully get high-speed broadband internet during remote economy, remote education. And thank God Joe Biden uh, is trying to get that done for middle America because the Republicans in Congress haven't helped. Um, and of course, Republicans who have run our state for almost 30 years uh, have failed to lead on these critical infrastructure issues. This is an important conversation for people in Ohio. It's also important because Ohio is, is, is a state that votes Republican, it votes Democratic. These A lot of these dollars are going into Republican areas. In the end, there is overwhelming support for the things you're talking about. Just like FDR electrified the South with the TVA, we need high-speed broadband Wi-Fi, not just for inner-city kids in Cincinnati who go to McDonald's to do their homework to get access to Wi-Fi, but I know farmers throughout Ohio who need it so their tractor equipment that they have their life savings into will work. Uh, to provide the analysis of how much fertilizer to use and save money, but also prevent the runoffs that create algae blooms uh, in our waterways. We need lead pipes to be replaced in all of our uh, country, especially in the Midwest, where we have systems that are 100 years old. And by the way, these are all good American jobs. And I'm so glad it's so refreshing to have a president who doesn't just have a press conference like Donald Trump did in front of that bridge, but is actually proposing and working across the aisle to get this done. In a very easy spoken, simple spoken manner, bread and butter manner, meat and potatoes manner, this guy explains what needs to be done, what he expects, and what the, the policies that this new administration is going to provide. And you know what? If that message gets out there, this is what we want to provide. And if you elect these guys, you get none of it. Nanya. Then what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, people say, oh, people don't always vote their interests. That's true. If their interests are not immediately discernible. But where their interests are immediately discernible, you'll have enough of them that will vote their interests to be the delta that give us the win. Mark the word. Yeah, you know, I was, I was kind of off doing something, listening to that in the background. And I was like, Wow. That guy is touching the simple points and things that people can see right away. And he wasn't going into, oh, policy this and policy that. He was like, hey, 
Fix my bridge, man. Hey, the farmers out there, they need that, that, that Wi-Fi out there in the middle of the boondocks. Oh, and you know, um, the farming and so forth, we need to pay them. And uh, these guys, like, so he was hitting on both. And I was like, the, the reason why that turned me so is that it was so, in, in my humble opinion, so effective. It touches people with simple words. And it just, um, and by the way, it's funny because after I posted that, on my Twitter as well, uh, the, the blog that I wrote for it on my Twitter, the mayor went ahead and started following politics done right. So I said, okay, good. Uh, you know, uh, at least he'll more than likely keep doing what he's doing. And as he does what he does, we'll go ahead and promote what he does. Because anybody that's doing that good of a job, I think we should be out there enhancing what they do. But anyhow, um, the last video of the day is a funny one. You know how the coronavirus is getting real tough right now. And I really need you to see what Ducey, how Ducey asks these questions. And it's perplexing to me. Just check it out. I'll take it on the other side. Fox News, Peter Ducey steps in it again. Can you believe what he asked? The no I mean, check this out, guys. I mean, I, I've been complaining about the White House press team, press journalists for some time now. But Peter Ducey is special. He's like one of those special kids, right? Now he asks a question that said, Hey, uh, the president said if you vaxxed up, you wouldn't have to wear a mask anymore. Now uh, there's this new, this new variation of the virus going on, and you're saying you have to wear a mask. The first thing I want, I want to play it first, and then ask a specific question. Do they want to make... El Señor Biden, a God who knows everything that could possibly occur. But anyway, listen to this and we'll take it on the other side. A few weeks ago, the president said we were closer than ever to declaring our independence from a deadly virus. Is that still the case if you guys are now reportedly considering asking vaccinated people to wear masks again? Well, first of all, the CDC director who oversees decisions along those lines and all of our public health decisions made clear that that was not a decision that had been made just a few hours ago. So I, I point out that first. Second, I would say what the president was uh, referring to and continues to talk about, as he did last night at a town hall, is that we're quite proud of the progress that's been made. Uh, people over 65, more more than 80% are vaccinated. Almost 70% of adults are vaccinated. 162 million Americans uh, are vaccinated. That is certainly progress. But we are still at war with the virus. We've never said that would be over. We've always said that we'd be, be continue to continuing to focus on ensuring we're meeting people where they are and getting them vaccinated, but, keeping them safe. But the president said in May, vaxxed or masked. I, is, I, I think... A lot of people got the vaccine because they were hearing him say, if you get the vaccine, you don't have to wear masks anymore. So, And that continues to be CDC guidance. And you can say that that's going to be the guidance forever. I am not the CDC director. I understand, but people don't care who tells them to wear a mask. They should the care. House, should, the White House shouldn't the they CDC care if it's a doctor, a medical expert, or a spokesperson? I think most Americans actually do care. It's the government. Okay. Now, what is bewildering here is what does Peter Ducey want the president to do? Let's say the president says if you vax up, you don't have to wear masks. Because people took so long to vax up, before, because people took so long to take care of themselves and 
governments took too long to get things done, we get new variations in, in these viruses and they become more transmissible. And what we suggest to people is, look, we haven't changed policy, but to make yourself more protected, I mean, just not to get sick almost at all, we're, we're a mass, but it's not CDC guidelines. This guy did not even know that the CDC guidelines have yet to change. They're not telling you if you're vaccinated to still wear a mask. But they're giving you a fact, you know. Uh, you can still have breakthroughs and you can minimize breakthroughs by wearing a mask. But we're not saying you are mandated to wear a mask. I mean, but even if we were saying that today versus yesterday, someone who cares about health, someone who cares about humanity should not mind if we now have to wear masks. What's the big deal? That is the issue today. We concentrate on so much that means so little that we forget to concentrate on that which actually harms us. And we've taught Americans how to listen to news that way. And in doing so, we've made it very difficult for us to do things that are, that's best in our own interest. But the, the, the part that got me is he said, are you saying that forever, that, that we won't have to wear masks forever? Um... I think even a nursery school person would know that if things change, you may have to wear a mask again. It's, that is almost like saying, um, if, if, it's, if it was raining and I had to wear a raincoat not to get wet, it stopped raining, I don't, I don't need to use the raincoat anymore. I'm a, does that mean I'll never have to use a raincoat again? No, if it rains again, you're going to have to use a raincoat again. I mean, I, I, and then the other thing is this stuff about masks. Um, the... the, the president said that if you got vaxxed, you're not going to have to use the mask. Okay, he said that. But if things changes, if, if the virus changes in such a manner that we get spread, or if all the people that should be vaccinated don't get vaccinated, and we create a, an abundance of a, 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 a muck, a nasty high volume number of virus circulating, you know, a lot of breakthroughs are going to start happening. And you may be in your best interest to use a mask again. You know, I, I went, uh, Eric can tell you, when I went to Starbucks, I went with a mask on. Now, when I was talking to him and we sat down in a corner, I was without a mask. Uh, but, you know, I went in there and every, <laughs> at first I was the only person in that Starbucks with probably 15, 20 people in there with a mask. Then I saw three other people walk into Starbucks with a mask. But the thing about it is, I didn't care that I look kind of different with a mask on with everybody else doing their things because again i felt walking in there with a mask seeing everybody else without a mask and them seeing me with a mask and not having that and, and having peer pressure have zero effect on me i believe that one act on my part would likely have empowered others there who simply kept their masks off because of peer pressure or how they look. Having this one dude go in there with a mask on and not giving a damn what other people thought empowers others to do the same, in my humble opinion. Uh, Jen Psaki is not Sean Spicer. Absolutely not. That, was a, that should be funny when SNL starts back, in, uh, <laughs> starts back in September, I guess is when they start back, right? Our Paul Fleming said... 
she should have told the, that fool that the next time he gets sick, consult your politician and see what happens. COVID had tripled in this country in, the, in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just hard to understand the thought process of so many. I am sorry. It is hard to understand. Okay, folks, for tomorrow, I, don't have a, I didn't have an interview for today or tomorrow. I have some other interviews that I'm setting up. Uh, you know, people, you know, they, they, some of these agencies come and they provide potential interviews. And say, hey, this guy, would you like to speak to this guy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I bring people to you that I honestly, personally think would offer something uh, of value. I have one that I wasn't sure about to show. It's about COVID and vitamin D and K2. But I'm still doing some research on that before I actually play that video. I interviewed the guy already, but I want to do some more fact-checking on that video before I release it to the public in general. Um, but tomorrow, I'm not going to have an interview, I don't think. I, I, I may go ahead and get some of the uh, politicians out of Washington to say a couple of words as far as how they're doing and in, in, uh, our Texans are doing in D.C. Because I know they're having a hard time. I spoke to several of them, and they are... You know, they're missing home. After a while, it gets old, you know. So, I mean, I, I mean talk to a few of them and bring a, a one or two tomorrow, maybe. But what I want tomorrow to be is you come, you come into the show tomorrow with whatever the hell you think you want to talk about and put it in there and say, Egberto, talk about this. And that's what we'll do. I'll probably have a few videos as well, but you go ahead and say, talk about this, talk about that, talk about this or whatever. And I'll have the phone lines open as well if somebody wants, anybody wants to call in. And that's what we'll do tomorrow. Uh, remember, it's your show. Egberto, how do I email you if I have an idea about someone I would like you to interview? Info at politicsdoneright.com. Let me put it in the mail for you. It is info at politicsdoneright.com. Info at, I think I got that right. Info at politicsdoneright.com. Uh, so if you want to send me something like that, you can, you can just send it to that email address and I'll get it. And, you know, just put me in touch with the person. And again, you be the producer. You tell me what they want to talk about, et cetera, et cetera. But again, folks, tomorrow, your day as you... Well, every day is your day, but special tomorrow, I'm going to be depending on you. You tell me what you want me to talk about and I will talk about it. Whatever it is in politics, whatever it is in science, even cooking. I like to do my cooking, you know, so... Whatever you want to talk about. We are getting close to the end of the show today. Please support us by clicking that join button. Become a part of our team. Become a part of the PDR Posse. Also, you can go ahead and support us by just... We have one support link. And you can choose your method of support there. Politicsandright.com slash support. Politicsandright.com slash support. You can get our, uh, our cup. Let me put the cup at our store, which is inside of that link as well. But... Here is, is Bridge MCP's cup particularly to support politics and right. Anyhow, folks, it's the end. I'm going to do my spinning right now because, you know, I got to keep the head straight. I'll go to spin and then back into processing videos and processing blogs, etc. Hit the like button, people. Yes, please do. Hit the like button and also share. Please share. Please share. Robert. Davenport, thank you so much for telling folks to or suggesting to folks that they do that. 
Uh, what else have I got here? If I have not saluted you, please just let me know. Paul Fleming, Tom C. I think I reached all of you already. All right, I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.